Welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. You're checking out, I think, the best place to learn how to be a better business owner and simply do business better. If you're a first-time listener, my name is Blake Benz. I run the podcast. I also run a business called Good Advice. And we're a little delayed on this episode this week. I've actually had a cold. I've been sick. I actually lost my voice earlier in the week and it put the whole week behind schedule. So all that to say, if you're a longtime listener, you may be wondering where was the latest episode? Here it is. We have an amazing episode coming up today. We have Justin Melanson who's on the podcast. He's the owner of the sous, the sous chef, excuse me. And I got to tell you, his food is amazing. If you need food catered for your event, whether it's a wedding or something else, you got to reach out to Justin. Justin has such an amazing philosophy for how to do business. And more importantly, like I mentioned, his food's pretty good. So all that to say, we're going to dive into this conversation with Justin. But before we do that, we have a word for one of the amazing businesses that sponsored the podcast. Of course, if you're on our Patreon, you're actually able to jump right into the episode. Otherwise, we'll talk soon. See ya. There's one single piece of advice that I give to business owners who are ready to scale their business drastically. And that's knowing exactly what you need to hand off so that you can continue focusing on what you're an expert in. It amazes me when I talk to business owners who are doing their own bookkeeping and tax prep and worse that they're going through all of this paperwork at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, even midnight, slaving away trying to make sense of all of the numbers for their business. Business owners who are making it happen have already figured out that you can't do it all yourself. That's why I recommend Steve Lay with Equity Business Solutions. Not only is he an expert in bookkeeping and tax prep, but what I love about Steve is that he'll sit down with you and help you make sense of the value of your business beyond just reading a spreadsheet. You'll be able to make better decisions, and more importantly, you're going to save yourself the crucial time you would have spent going through QuickBooks or an Excel spreadsheet or whatever it is that keeps us up late at night. So save yourself some time and some money by giving Steve Lay a call at Equity Business Solutions, and he'll show you the value beyond your numbers. Go to EquityBusinessSolutionsLLC.com to find out more. Justin, it's great to have you on the podcast today. Thanks, Blake. How are you? I'm good. Well, I mean, it's it's funny. Like We're sitting at... The sous chef restaurant. Well, is it fair to call it a restaurant now? Or? Well, we get a lot of those questions, especially because of our location where yeah. we're at here in Bentonville. But no, we do offsite catering and events. So yeah, um, yeah so we don't. I wouldn't say it's a restaurant. Yeah, it wouldn't be right. I should do my homework before I. No, intro that's people. okay. You've been you've been in here. You're sitting. Yeah, that's in here. right. I've, and, and it's funny we don't have the camera set up today, but um, you're obviously very busy. You have um, for people who can't see. Um, you know, you have your supplies out, obviously you're, you're going on location to different beautiful places, yep. you know, um, catering, wedding, wedding, wedding ceremonies, events, things like that. Um, my history with you is I had, uh, I came here for a meal, I think yeah. for an event. Yeah, actually. it was a rehearsal dinner. That's right. Um, and for those, I have, I hate to say it guys, but I have this amazing meal in front of me that I'm going to eat, um, that you guys don't get to eat, but, um, I'm very grateful. I yeah. popped in. You had actually mentioned you were going to cook me something. I didn't bring it up because I didn't want to be that guy. Of course. To be like, hey, you said you were going to feed me. Right. I'm you know? really hungry. Yeah. yeah. I actually just came from a meeting and didn't have time to eat. So I was like, 
I was like, I'll just be hungry for today. Yeah. Um, but tell me what we got, what we got on the plate here. Oh, so it's, it's pretty simple. Um, naturally, uh, we don't have anything today, so you don't get to piggyback much, but <laughs> so, uh, it's a Tuscan chicken, which, uh, I think you, uh, at that rehearsal dinner that yeah. you were at, that's Very something good. we do a lot of. So it's, yeah. a, uh, an Italian cream sauce, um, some Greek freak roasted vegetables and, um, Obviously, throughout this time, we'll probably end up talking about this, but that is a uh, broccoli uh, cheddar mac and cheese um, that we did. But we did that for um, uh, yesterday. We do a nonprofit called To the Table. And so that was what we actually gave family. So, okay. But yeah, we'll get into talking about that. Yeah. And so I apologize for you guys listening, probably to hearing me eat. These microphones are really sensitive. So (laughs) I will do my best to not make chewing noises. I'll Uh, talk louder so you all don't have to hear smacking. (laughs) But um, I mean, I guess the first question, I this is a loaded question. I'm assuming you love to cook? Like you enjoy, you know, plating a dish? Yeah, yeah. So ultimately... you know, we, I, and I do enjoy cooking. Um, but really, I think where my heart is, is I, I like serving people. I like taking care of them. Um, and being able to help them that, that good feeling, you know, most conversations and business decisions are made across from a table. Um, so naturally you kind of have to cook. You're going to eat something. You know, some people have a busy day and they don't get to stop and eat before a meeting. Right. So, and what's what's the? By the way, this is very weird for me to eat in front of someone uh, who's like just staring at. I'm me. just staring at him. Making you it could face broccoli. the wall. Or, <laughs> by the way, the broccoli mac and cheese is very good. Awesome, it's awesome, creamy. I feel like I feel like I'm like on a show and I need to like describe like. And for some reason in my head, it's a British accent too. <laughs> you know, it's creamy. It's delicious. You know. Anyway, I have no. That's idea. for a whole another episode. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about to the table because you just mentioned about helping people. Oh, yeah. You know what's this nonprofit thing that you're doing? So we, um, so ultimately, um, me and my business partner John, um, we, um, we we've known we wanted to give back, and there's a there's a large group of people in Northwest Arkansas specifically, but kind of as a whole, that get missed, um, and those are folks that uh, uh, you know, bad week. They don't have time to cook. They don't. Um, you know, they, they just got fired. They still live in a big house, but they don't have a job. Sorry, dude. You're, you're talking about such like hard situations. And all I can think about is like these mashed potatoes are so, so good. Yeah, they're fired. So I'm not trying to ruin it. I'm like, I mean, this weird. I'm telling you, this is such a first. I mean, we've had like, I'm sorry, I'm totally ruining the story, by the way. No, no, not at all. We've had like 150 people on the podcast. I've never been in this situation. And so usually I'm like earnestly like locked in and like, yeah. yes, but I'm having this weird moment of like, I'm listening to this situation. I'm like, oh, that's so sad. But man, these mashed potatoes are really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a light in it. So, yeah. so no, that's awesome. Anyway, so people who don't, they don't necessarily have time to get a meal. They get yeah. missed. Are you, are you talking about like they don't have the hours in the week to make something or get something? Or are you talking about like food insecure? So like, I would be naive to think that food insecurity isn't a thing. Uh, you know, I can say there's a ton of great nonprofits, ton of great people in Northwest Arkansas. If you have food insecurities, you can get stuff. You can get taken care of. There are support supports for that. Um, you know, there are certain parameters like zip codes and things like that, that really create some boundaries for some of them. So, of course, um, we don't vet people. So, you know, it, we don't, I don't know every walk of life. You know, I know the, the gentleman I spoke with yesterday that came by was just like, Hey, you've helped me out. I've, I want to donate. I want to help because you helped me out because I've really had a really crappy month. You know, some of it is you've got a single mom that they get up at five o'clock in the morning to get their kids ready at six and then take them to school and work all day. They, you know, have to pick them up at daycare. They not only just the headspace of being able to say, well, what the heck am I going to make? Um, 
So that's a huge part of it. Uh, we also have a guy that comes every week because um, he gets off of work and it's a, it's the night that his, his, his wife won't cook. He'll bring it home with them and they can sit down, you know, you know, having disposable income in this day and age as well is, um, a hit or miss. Either you have a lot of it or you have none. Um, and so it's really being able to kind of create that environment. And we do, we do it where it's, it is focused on families to be able to come in. They can sign up for however many they want. They can sign up online starting on Saturday. We'll tell them what we're going to do. Sign up till when, uh, till Monday and then they pick it up on Wednesday. Um, so. So someone they come in they get a free meal yeah and they they take it home with them and every every bag that we do we put family talking points in there because it's kind of the the idea behind it is because if you're like me I got a 16 year old I'm asking the same question 15 yeah, times yeah what did you do today trying how to was start, school today yeah, yeah how was it how was it now I get yeah, the what happened good yeah you know yeah. so <laughs> we uh you know so we put the family talking points in there um to have a good starting point because some people just don't know how to start either. But it's really to kind of bring them back together around the table to just kind of say, hey, you know, this is what it is. And, you know, kind of get a, a concept of it, uh, obviously, for you, for anybody listening. Uh, we named it after the Zach um, Williams song, To the Table. So yeah, um, okay. that was just kind of the thought behind it. But ultimately, it's, it's you know, we serve anywhere between 800 and 1,000 people a week. Wow. So, and we do it through here. Um, <clears throat> as you mentioned, the space we're sitting in um, is got, you know, I, I'm looking at some dry goods here and some stuff, but we did um, our concept, we did take to make this a space for rehearsal dinners and business meetings and stuff for 50 people or less. Um, and we just outgrew our kitchen, outgrew the space we had, which is a great problem to have. Um, and that kind of put us in the position now where we're at here. Um, so really the only thing we work through here is our to the table on Wednesdays. Um, and folks will come in and they get their five or eight or however many they get. And we, we have some great volunteers that help us out and work with us. And, um, so actually what I was going to ask you was, um, yeah. I mean, running any business at scale can be really challenging. You have like your actual customers, 800 to a thousand people. It's not a, it's not, not an easy n- task. Yeah, right. Yeah. So people come in, they help you out. They yeah. do you take donations or like we do. Um, yeah, okay. We so far we have we've we've got a few small minor ones. Um, we're working through. We are a five hundred one three C. We've got that established and taken care of. Part yeah. of it is just kind of setting up the avenues to do that because you know working through the process with that. Most nonprofits spend seventy five percent of their time trying to raise money. Yeah, and so right. 25% of times really going towards their mission. So as the sous chef, we've supported it monetarily. And obviously it's our vision, you know, but yeah. we wanted it to be, we didn't want it to be a shameless plug or anything. We're not doing it for that. So, so was this like a day one thing though? Like I want to be doing this from the start or did this just kind of come yeah, up? Great, great question. We actually tell we wanted to do it from the start. We didn't start it right when we started because yeah. just naturally, you know, at, Y'all, I'm a procrastinator by trade, um, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> but more importantly, you know, it's just kind of getting the systems in place and kind of going. And, um, you know, John literally was like, Hey, we said, we want to do this. Let's do it. It's like, all right, let's do this. And he, uh, he's like, all right, we're going to start on Wednesday. This was two days before. So we utilized the sous chef, um, social media and things like yeah. that to get it out there. We did that for two or three weeks. First week, it was about 30 people, yeah. you know, kind of built from that. But by Christmas time, we were, we were seven, 800 people. And, you know, so, you know, the summertime kind of brings some different ones, but I think no. the, the largest week we'd had was a little bit under 1100 people. That is wild to me. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I just, I just conceptually, I'm trying to like wrap my head around 
running a business and in in an industry that I'm assuming it's maybe wrong. I, I and, and maybe I'm tying you too closely to the restaurant industry. I know that the the restaurant in, industry in general is really challenging on like margins. Um, so I don't know if this is the same in your industry or not, but just running a business period is challenging enough as it is to add a thousand people who eat your food for free. I have a hard time just yeah. like just mentally yeah. figuring that out. Yeah. Um, a lot of it's just in systems. Um, it's, it, you yeah. know, okay. it's in systems and development. Um, a lot of my experience come from corporate restaurants um, and things. And that was just kind of, kind of what I did with some big concepts was really streamline things and do that. Um, I'd be naive to say too, that it, this is, this is all me. Uh, it's not at all in any way, shape or form. You know, I couldn't do it without, I mean, the, the staff I have with the sous chef, they're awesome. Um, couple of them are probably listening over here and be like, what did, what did he say? Um, yeah. but they're awesome. It's all me. I did it by myself. <laughs> um, like, I'm it's, out of here. It, right. They're, they're awesome. And then we, we have some great volunteers and, uh, all of our volunteers have really come organically. Um, and they, you know, we've got everything from, you know, some uh, one or two people that are retired to, they come and help portion things up during the day to, they have real jobs. So they're just flexible. They just kind of believe in what we're doing. Um, yeah. you know, evening time, we've got, we got, um, you know, parents that'll bring their kids to kind of help hand them out. Um, you know, it's just, that's just what it is. So it's a, it's a group effort and what we do and how we do it. But yeah, I mean, it, sometimes it is a little difficult because as the sous chef too, and I'm very thankful for this, but, um, we are growing, we are, uh, establishing and we've got, um, we're very busy. So yeah, I saw you guys recommended on, um, uh, a post by um, Hannah Withers with Maxine's. Yeah, someone was saying, "Hey, we're looking for." Yeah, and you know your business got mentioned, and I think it's always a good sign. Yeah, when people are without you having to do it yourself. Yeah, like, yes, and that's a good thing. Is honestly, when it comes to marketing, kind of getting things out there for us. Um, you know, I've got some experience in you know the different avenues and in target markets and uh, all of that, but. R- realistically the last year and a half it's been very organic um we haven't had to do any paid promoting or anything like that we won we won uh that's rare yeah it's rare that your business um not to take anything away no totally it it reinforces what you're doing and that it's rare that a business has sort of its natural momentum so when a business does like yours to me that communicates some real inherent value right and i mean it's I'm eating eating your food. It's very good. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing. And we, we, you know, our food's great. We try and we, you know, you mentioned it like, Hey, what's the comparison between restaurants and us and all that? I I will say that, you know, Austin, the executive chef, he's awesome. Um, We have the same mentality where we want priced and quality of a restaurant food you're going to get. Cause we've all experienced it. I've experienced it. I'm sure you have going to an event, especially a special occasion. Um, that you just get it and you're just like, oh, this sucks, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, but you know, and then in the back of their mind, they're like, well, you know, this was a lot of people, whatever. But reality is we want to make sure it's good. You know, do we make mistakes? Yes. Sometimes um, like anybody else, but overall that's just kind of where a lot of the momentum's come is, you know, if you're, you know, if you're, you're selling cars, you don't want to sell duds, you know? So we got to, don't want to mess, mess up the food. That's one of the first CEOs I ever worked for. I was a, quote he would say is don't mess with the food uh, we make food for a living you, you know, know it's interesting too because that seems like in kind of a mantra of the podcast is i say this a lot that there's a lot of things that when, when we talk about running a business are very simple and yet people 
miss those things. And what you said reminds me of a guy who I was reading one of his posts yesterday and his advice, he runs like a massive multimillion dollar brand. And he said, you know, never forget to deliver on what you actually said you were going to, which is like, well, duh. Yeah. But it's amazing how many people like whatever their thing is, it's not a good thing. Right. It's, you know, they get distracted with all these other things. So I, I think it's really great advice. Like you, you're at the end of the day, you're selling food for a living and there's all these other elements to it, like Absolutely. the experience of the events yeah. and like the presentation and all that kind of stuff. But you know, if, if the product at its core isn't good, we have a problem. Exactly. Exactly. Which, by the way, the food's very good. Um, I'm loving this chicken, by the way. It's good. What, what's in the chicken? How did you make it again? So it's just an Italian cream sauce. So we, you yeah. know. I love, by the way, your experience. You're like, <laughs> it's just an Italian cream sauce. And I'm like, I do not know what no. that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is. So it's just, it sounds really good. It tastes really good. <laughs> so to, to put it down in a sense, it's almost like Alfredo, um, okay. but a lot thicker. Um, and then we do have some seasonings that we make. We actually have made for us. We made them on our own for a little while, but... Um, that's one of the seasonings in there. In our mashed potatoes is another seasoning. Yes. Um, the mashed potatoes were really good. That is, uh, we call that runaround Sioux. Probably, um, you know, that's something that, you know, that's another f- aspect of our business. There's a, there's, there's multi levels to what we're doing. And the hardest part about what we're doing now is, you know, is about is keeping up with it, you know, and making sure that we are, just like you said, keeping to what we promise and what we say. And I actually say that to clients. I'll, pr- I'll say it twice today during that. But I say, you know, reality is we can sit here and talk all day long. But if we don't have the systems in place and the things to do it to make it happen when we're supposed to, then I'll, I've wasted your time. And we don't. I don't want that. And right. so that's where the infrastructure comes into play as things come and setting the infrastructure up for the execution when it comes to that. But um, I, I kind of talk in... I, I kind of go on my tangent. No, that makes sense. But. I mean, I, I think about, I think also sometimes people have a hard time understanding when they have a premium brand and what that entails in that this is, this is no disrespect to anyone else's industry, but like you aren't selling like an oil change, right? Like a 60, $70 oil change. If you mess that up, okay, you know, I'll give you a coupon, but the person might come back and they may not, you know, but it's at the end of the day, it's a very transactional thing. Right. You're talking about catering food for what could be someone's most important day of their life, mm-hmm. which I think it's why it's so valuable what you're saying about like the processes have to be there, the systems have to be there because we 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 don't we don't get a second chance. Right. I think about a uh, videographer who I I was having um record my uh engagement with my wife and like after a couple of months I kept being like, dude, like can I get this video like and he's like I'm still working on it and finally he was like Dude, I deleted it. I'm really sorry. Like, I just didn't know how to tell you. Yeah. But I was like, and then he was like, hey, you know what, though? To make it up for you, I'd love to do your wedding. And I was like, no. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, but it was like you had one shot. Mm-hmm. It didn't pan out. And now to his credit, I think he was like a friend. And I was like, hey, would you mind? Yeah. Totally. I don't think I offered money. So I mean, I don't <laughs> begrudge him of it, yeah. so to speak. But like. It's a moment that you don't have now. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so for you, um. I I just appreciate what you're talking about of the system has to be there. The process has to be there um, for the sake of the brand to be seen as a premium thing and not, oh, I'm just getting an oil change. Right. Exactly. And we, you know, I always say we don't want to be the McDonald's of caterers, you know, where it's like, hey, you know, you're going to get a burger. It's going to be a crappy burger, but you know, we're going to get, um, but we do want that consistency. You know, we do want the consistency of folks knowing what they can get and expect, Um, you know, and and we do miss it. Honestly, there's, uh, 
you know, we, right now it's just keeping up honestly with the, the inquiries in the business. And, you know, we've got more people that want us than we can do right now. And, and that's a fantastic thing to have, but, um, you know, the other factor when it comes to taking care of people like uh, you example, for example, um, these events, they're life events, probably 75% of what we do are important life events, whether that is, you know, wedding or, or other things, um, like that. But, Reality is too is having to control our universe enough to ex- have that expectation for ourselves to walk that other person through it because in setting up a very large wedding, we'll use that as an example, um, 250 people, you know, right? It averages 150, 200 people or so, but 200 to 250 people. I'll, I'll typically only speak with two to three people that have control of what the menu is and what's going to go on. And sometimes, right. yeah, they'll invite their parents or someone to come be a part of the tasting. But overall, I'm going to speak with two to three people. Uh, they could forget something. They could miss something. They could do. I have to still think for the other 247 people that are going to be at these weddings and mm-hmm. these events because I'm impacting them. They're not going to go, oh, Blake really picked a crappy menu, you know, or, Hey, they didn't tell us what time to be there. They, because we can't hold off on that. So creating the systems in place to ask those right questions and walk them through it, because that's where I like the service. I like to take care of people. So, you know, being able to talk through with them and there's things they don't know. They don't do this all the time. I do. So just because I'm just, I'm trying to put their catering together. There's so many other factors that could impact that. So let's talk through the whole experience. And it, and it's, I think, I think it's what makes what you're doing so valuable is that you're not somebody who like I get in the situation sometimes like when I tell people about the podcast and sometimes I do that intentionally because I want them to know I'm not like some guy in my garage just like rambling about like sometimes it's to show people like hey I've I've been in this lane for a while and I think when we talk about having a, a premium brand and I use that word intentionally like you're you're delivering something of inherently higher value because at the end of the day there's no barrier to entry in your industry. Some right. someone tomorrow could watch season two of the bear and be like, dude, I'm going to go do, I don't know. I'm going to figure this out. Absolutely. And they don't have what you have, but it's not a premium brand. Right. So something I appreciate about what you're saying is this understanding of when you work with someone who truly knows their craft, they're not just selling you on something, but they're guiding you. They're, they're consulting you through, Hey, these are things you're going to want to think about. Exactly. And, um, I mean, I imagine with you, it's even down the line of like, yeah, I know that space. Here's where we would put the food, Absolutely, and, you know, which these are intangibles that you don't yeah. necessarily know you're getting yes. until you go to the, the guy who exactly. you know, started the whatever. Exactly. And, so. and the indirect and the indirect people involved in that too, for example, somebody may hire us and we've not been to a venue before, or we have been those venue owners and those venue staff are important as well. You know, making sure that we're respecting their space and what we're doing with them. And it's not just, Oh, Hey, those are my people I'm taking care of. Forget you guys. So it's a, it's a very large dynamic. Um, and it's, you know, sometimes you do have to maneuver around it um, and just kind of understand that we're not building rocket ships here. We're serving food, um, but we are serving experience with everybody we involve with. And, you know, we don't, um, I also don't like having a scarcity mentality. 
Um, there is, it, it, we are fortunate to live in Northwest Arkansas. There's a, 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 you know, we're in a bubble, but overall, um, it doesn't matter. You could live in a small town. You don't have to be the only person that does what you do. Right. Um, and it, and in fact, it actually creates good competition. It could, yeah. creates things like that. If there was only one football team, who do they play? You know, so, yeah. you know, same kind of thing. I, I want to embrace the other people that are good at this craft in the area. And like yeah. you mentioned that somebody may come in and they may not be good. You know, heck, they may be be great yeah. you know um i would love to put my stuff next to almost anybody because you know we are proud of what we do but overall i welcome that those are people that are doing that for themselves that we want to do here and so i i if i can't take care of people there's there are other caterers in this area that i can't take care of them I, and if i'm not there everything that's okay i've got somebody i can connect you with because that we're here to serve people we're yeah, here to I, take care of people it, it's like i love this abundance mentality and i keep seeing it come up again and again for business owners who were really doing well with like that open hand of like whatever comes in. But I think about um, a young guy that I met on Tuesday. So part of what we do with good advice is SEO services. Well, this guy, I mean, my business is called good advice. His business business is called outrank X, which is way better for like the SEO service side of it. Like literally helping you outrank your competition. People with good advice is like, what do you do? What is that? Right. You know? So we got, we were having some coffee and I just was like, bro, I just want you to know, like, I, I want to, um, collaborate and share. And like, I don't feel like this is a, we have to hunt for, you know, battle for customers. I see it as like a big blue ocean and someone else who I know has that mentality. Um, when Jordan Wright with Wright's barbecue yeah. was just getting started, um, which Jordan and I, you know, from the same hometown, went to the same church, all this stuff. But I remember him telling me early on, this is way before I think he even had a brick and mortar store, which now, I mean, he's way beyond conversations with me at this point. Um, but I remember having a, a conversation early about, you know, man, because uh, we were talking about like, competition and other barbecue places. And I was kind of like looking to see like, how do you feel about some of these other competitors? And he was like, dude, the more, the more barbecue we have, the better it is for the barbecue world. Yeah. So like if... If someone opens a store tomorrow, I'm not worried about it. Exactly. So what you're talking about, I think it's a really healthy mentality. I do think it's hard when you're first starting out and you're so cash minded, right. like how do I survive? It's hard to grow into that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, I've, I, and I 100% agree. And I think you got the right um, examples as well. And I mean, that's what, that's what we do. And um, we... I honestly, like, we've got all these great things going, but, you know, one of the biggest things that come up are the people that refer us. Like you, when we were uh, talking, you had mentioned um, somebody tagging us yeah. online. Right. Um, and, you know, for whatever reason, I won't name certain forums and stuff, but there, I mean, there, there's specifically one that pops in my head when I think of this. We have like a cult online of like <laughs> when people say they need something, I get, yeah. I get people, I get people. I yeah. had, I had one, um, and it works out for that to bring business in, but it also helps, you know, I like to cr create that mentality because a great example was I had a young lady that, um, had reached out, something happened. I, I don't know if I dialed a not wrong number or something, but we had a consult set up. She didn't answer, missed it, whatever. And she had made a post online in a forum and five or six people, no joke, five or six people messaged and suggested us. And she, you could tell she copied and pasted the answer. and was like, oh, we tried to, I had this, they missed the meeting, da, 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 da. Um, and two of those six people or so 
screenshot it and messaged it to us. And was and so I reached out to her and apologized and said, "Hey, it turns out that my brother actually works at the same company, but um, but it was uh, it worked. So it was just really being able to say, how do I how do yeah. how do we do that to together yeah. to you know bring somebody back? We ended yeah. up doing an event. It was great, but you know, see, now this thing. is something really interesting, and we've talked about this on the show a lot, also. This concept of building, I, lo- I love that you use the word cult because I've, yeah. I've joked about this. <laughs> yeah. Where I've been like, look, you know, we're not talking about like people drinking Kool Aid around you, but like there's something to this concept of like a cult of people who, when you're, when people ask for a service that you do, people scream from the rooftops, oh, you got to call Justin Melanson. You got to go with the sous chef. Absolutely. Right. Like, have you thought at all about like what you did to curate that? I mean, I mean, obviously you're doing a great job, but yeah. And I mean, like I I always say, you know, we miss our mark sometimes, but overall, I think a lot of that is that difference. And I, and I use this, I'll, I'll take it back to my corporate days when going through stuff is we always tried to, um, incubate the, the mentality of a four is great when somebody's giving you a rating, but a five is somebody that's going to advocate for you. Mm. And that is where, what are we going to do to do those, to keep those fives? And anytime we get anything less, um, what are we doing to learn from that? Not going, Hey, four still cool. Four still better than most of my competitors. We're going to hold ourselves to that standard and let other people chase that. And that's where it's, able to say the five star thing is important and you know we've got i mean and sometimes you have to take it with grain of salt we've got a one star rating because we aren't open 24 hours and it was posted at 2 13 in the morning you know um because (laughs) we're not a restaurant take Um, that with the but at the same time it helped you know even that be able to say okay well maybe i need to communicate this better for everybody and what that looks like. So yeah. that's important. It's it's interesting too, because it's it's tough when you get those reviews, you know, you're doing a good job. You know that you're taking every customer seriously. And then you get that strike against you. You're just like, come on, dude. Like I had an auto shop one time that we were talking about his Google reviews. And he was like, yeah, there's a competitor of mine, like two blocks down the road. And clearly this person, like they specialize in Mercedes and this guy left us a one-star review because we couldn't fix his Mercedes. And it was like, we, we aren't even the store that you came to. Like we weren't even, right. you confused us with right. this other business, but like messaging the person and there's stuff you can do, like getting reviews taken down. But how, how do you typically respond where, um, does this roll off your shoulders? Do you take it personal? Is it hard to move past it when you have the 95% like cult, like raving fans right. and then like the tiny percent that, Ooh, I don't like that. You know? Well, um, I, I mean, if I'm being honest, I mean, I take it personal. Um, and I, I, think I don't that's, see how you can. It's because I care. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that <laughs> the overall thing that, you know, is I don't, I want us, I want everybody to feel like they got a personalized experience. And instead of trying, because as much as these systems that we talk about, and like you mentioned, is how do I keep that personalization um, through these systems? Because that's the other thing is I don't want it to feel super transactional. I want people, I, I don't want somebody that I took care of a year ago to go, I can't even get a hold of this guy. He's, they're just so busy. They're so popular. I want them to feel just as important. So, uh, a, a huge part of the mentality that I have with these systems that we're implementing and doing to take care of. The, so if you're listening and it's been hard to get a hold of me, I'm sorry. Um, but we're, we're setting those up that involve people. They involve somebody that has that 
skill trait that is important in that. And, you know, I've got some fantastic people that, you know, one of them, she's, she's great. She's a new mom and she's able to do this at home, but she's fantastic. She's doing the emails and communicating with people to get responses and and doing that. But she's got that acumen that we need, but instead of just automating everything, we have somebody that's doing it and personalizing it. Same thing. I've got another young lady that's been helping out for a long time. Same thing, social media, and she's helping with uh, scheduling consults. How do you personalize that? And that is as much as it is, the thing that you do want certain things to kind of take care of themselves, yeah. but implementing those people in those, yeah, I love, inserting those. I love this insight, by the way. And it's funny because like, I'm, I'm, I'm like looking at the time and I'm like, okay, we got to start to wrap this up. But then yeah. like, you keep saying something where I'm like, oh man, that's such a great insight. But like, I love, you know, we're in a, we're in a chat GPT world where people are obsessed um, and, and rightfully so, I guess there's a lot of cool things that can be automated in your business. But I love that we are talking about where you have a premium brand, you have raving fans and excuse me, you know, as you automate and process the business, you don't lose sight of the human, the genuine right. part that actually connects with people. Absolutely. And that's the, and I, that I say all of that is that's that difference between a four and a five star is that feeling, yes. you know, four is a great experience. Five is a feeling. And that's yeah. where, how are we going to do that? And sometimes that's, you know, something little is it's, it's different for everybody. And if we're how not, how do you do that? Like, how do you, how does someone who's listening, who they know they don't create that experience, but they want to, do they need to read a book? Listen, listen, (laughs) Uh, that's a great question. And this is something, this was something I learned years ago um, from a former um, uh, VP, Um, great guy, but it's listening. Um, Mm. I'm a horrible listener sometimes if you ask some of my past relationships, but overall it's, it's listening and, and listening isn't always just, shutting up and just hearing them. And that's insanely important. But listening is also reading between the lines and asking the right questions. Mm. A good listener, if you talk to somebody and they're a friend or whatever, and they're like, man, they're a great listener. They're, it's not because they're quiet, because that'd be super awkward. They're just, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, it's because they're asking the right questions to get the right answers. And that is the number one thing is listen to them. And sometimes it is, there's been times that we I've done a tasting and we're sitting there and they're just not, they're not in it. And I know our food's good, but it's like, instead of me going, hey guys, sorry, we're not for you. You know, Wright's Barbecue's right up the street. Um, you know, he's awesome. Um, said, hey, tell, tell me what you didn't like. Feelers are all out here. Tell me what it is. Tell me what you're feeling. And they wouldn't have ever said that. And if I was just listening, I wasn't experiencing yeah. it and, and, and visualizing it. L- listening, noticing, and acting. Because some people, they would notice the someone being like pulling away from the services and they're too afraid to hear the feedback. Yes. They're too afraid to have the conversation. Like I remember there's a business I worked with where they had like some actual like paper surveys, like a score, like how did we do from one to five? And they had like, yeah, here's our fives, here's our fours. And then this stacks our ones, but we don't read those. Right. Which it's like, there could be some of the most amazing insights. Yeah. But it was like, and they said it kind of jokingly. I don't think they, I don't think they actually didn't read them, but like, I thought that is how a lot of us act is. It's like, I'm not going to read that, or I'm not going to engage this person and really see the insight on why we didn't gel together. I think it's the social, um, inability to maneuver confrontation. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it's tough. Yeah. It's tough to receive. And I, I want, I want people to tell me how I suck. Um, but I will take it personal. I'll lose sleep over it. I, yeah. I get that, but it's human. It's correct. human. Too, yeah. You know, but I, I definitely want to hear that because, um, 
we're going to learn from it and we're going to improve yeah. from it and, and go from there because it's about the, you know, the dynamic and, and obviously the, the whole structure of what we're creating here with the sous chef, because that is also, yeah. you know, what we're supporting to the table with, but we actually have a growth plan for the sous chef and, um, the model for what we're doing here. And, um, you know, that's something that is exciting. And yeah. the only way to do that is by, listening and caring for every single person. I love the way you do business. I'm going to give you some feedback. I just took a bite of the Italian cream sauce with some of the cheese yeah. on it. Oh my gosh, this was so good. Yeah. Such a great bite of food. Um, Justin, bro, this has been an awesome conversation. Thanks. Like this really, it's funny when I meet someone and I don't know much about them and like the way they do business resonates so deeply with concepts we always like i didn't i didn't like pre-approve justin it was literally just like and actually i feel bad because i actually bailed on you last minute oh that's okay at our last time we were supposed to get together but um it's always fun to have someone on the show who just does business the right way and it was really cool to sit down with you not knowing a lot about the sous chef and just just being like yes yes okay i love that absolutely so it's no surprise then why you're getting so much repeat customers your, your cult of followers, you know, they are um, cult. I love hey, every one of you. Yeah. Hey, you guys, you know, go ahead and, you know, upvote the podcast if you want. <laughs> anyway, so. Thursdays we have Kool-Aid on the counter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but seriously though, Justin, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks today. for having me. I really appreciate I it. it. Hey, for our listeners, if you love the podcast, what the heck are you waiting on? Click that subscribe and follow button so you can keep getting good advice wherever you are. Don't forget, if you want to support the podcast, we do have a Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash good advice. And also if you want to advertise your business on the podcast, you can email me, Blake, at goodadvicecoaching.com. Hey, those of you who support the show, we are so grateful and so appreciative to bring some of these stories to our area. Having said that, that's today's good advice. We'll catch you later. See ya.